in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Teo Sokol, and joined by my always teammate and co-host, Chris Dewar. Today's edition of Potential Picks, we're reviewing the new HBO series sports drama, Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. This is created by Max Bornstein and Jim Hetch for HBO, Based on the book, Showtime, Magic, Kareem, Riley, and the Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty of the 1980s by Jeff Perlman. So I was very, uh, very interested to see this show coming out because I heard a lot of interesting stuff around this. Uh, you know, Chris and I are both fans of the sports drama, but this one was going to take a little bit of more creative licensing with it, but also giving it that vibe of that late 70s, early 80s uh, kind of film style. So um, we're no, uh, we're gonna start it off here. Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Winning Time. This mainly follows right when Jerry Buss, who uh, was not a coach, was not a, a you know a guy who came from sports, he bought the Lakers, and his time of owning the Lakers took them from a team that was kind of in the middle, not doing much, to full-on champions in his first season of uh, buying them. And it's an interesting series because it is following like the origins of him owning this team, Magic Johnson's first season with the Lakers. And we're seeing kind of how LA became this hot spot for how do we take basketball from just a sport to a phenomenon? Like how do we make it that it's like the event you want to go to? And especially the whirlwind uh, of how the Lakers became such a, a hit team at that time. And this was, yeah, it's an interesting show. I, I, the sports drama, it really depends on what the subject is and when, what, you know, what year, what is the sport? You know, I've been born and raised in California, lived in California most of my life. You know, naturally when you're an LA person, you're just like, yeah, I'm a Laker fan by default. Even if I have never been to a Laker game, I don't really keep up with the Lakers, but they typically do very well from time to time. So it's always just like on my radar. This is a time period I know nothing about for their history. And when I hear names like Adam McKay and uh, uh, Jonah Hill and other, you know, not only the cast, but mostly hearing some great directors, I'm like, yeah, this sounds interesting to me. I want to check it out. Glad I did. Because this show, I was hooked. I was hooked to the show like you hook in a shot at, you know, the, the, the lane when you're going in, then you're like, come on, we got two seconds left on the scoreboard. Let's go win the game. This show's phenomenal. Uh, I'm glad it's being picked up for a second season. But, uh, you know, just going off the cast alone, Taylor, this is a huge cast. Yes, it is. A lot of characters to cover. And I like that we kind of go off. There's the team and then there's the people running the team, both from a coaching standpoint and who actually owns and operates the Lakers. A lot of big names in here and a couple of new talents, too, that I think this is like their first kind of big TV, you know, gig and some phenomenal performances in here. But, yeah, John C. Riley. Leading here is Jerry Buss, hilarious and amazing. And a, a great role. He does get to show some dramatic chops as well. It's not just, you know, he's the life of the party. And I love that his character, he just pops on the screen. You, you constantly want to watch what he's going to do because he's such an excitement. He wants to take 
what is basketball and make it the biggest party with dancers, with drinks, with star quality, with, you know, make it a show. And I loved how much his character does kind of put some people at, you know, a little off because he's not from sports. They're kind of like, who is this, you know, this doofus running the team and look what he did with it. He, he made magic literally happen on, on more, more occasions than one <laughs> um, uh, magic. But uh, yeah, I think, well, I've realized of the years that John C. Rowley has had such, I think people really associated more with comedy, but his comedic, his uh, dramatic chops are real, as you said, really well done here. And, you know, talking about, we've got a lot of these names that people uh, will know, or they've seen their faces, you know, Jason Clark, Adrian Brody, uh, Jason Siegel. Um, but then we, like you said, these newcomers, like, you know, talking about Magic Johnson, Quincy Isaiah, man, does a wonderful job of playing that rookie who's got that star eyed look. He's got that, you know, energy. And then, you know, you have Solomon Hughes playing Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Uh, just, I was really in for, yeah, for you living in LA, you have a little bit of knowledge. For me, I have no, I know these names, but I don't know the history. So, again, they're taking a lot of this, you should not all be taking it face value because it is taking that. Uh, license, but I did like the style. We talked about the film, that grainy film style, where part of it looks like documentary, part of it's like, you know, uh, old reels. Um, I also loved, you know, the music choice was really great. Um, I loved that, you know, for 10 episodes, they did a very good job blending from the management side to the team side. So you have that really good thing where this would not have done well as a movie. This was meant to be, you know, a series style. And I really did like that. There's too much to discuss because, yeah, you have, you have the struggles of the team itself, their, their coaching element. You know, we have the great Tracy Letts being hired, uh, Jack McKinney, his role. And, you know, him kind of becoming this really strong coach. He accidentally gets in a bicycle incident. And so he's injured. And his right-hand man, Jason Siegel, who plays Paul Westhead, having to step up to the plate and take over with Adrian Brody as Pat Riley, who was really going for more of an announcer role. And then he becomes like an assistant coach. And you're seeing how the two of them really do take up the mantle while Jack McKinney is, you know, injured. And so you have that whole struggle there with the coaching element. And then you have the team owning element, you know, John C. Rally, his mom, Sally Field playing his mom. Great. She's going through some health issues, but she's kind of doing the books. We also have a relationship with his daughter, uh, Jeannie, who kind of looks up to him as both someone of inspiration, but also he's this playboy father that isn't really like the father figure you'd want. All of that combined then with the actual struggles of the team, you know, predominantly a black team. Some of the areas are going to go to a lot of racist, especially during this time, uh, especially, you know, the rivalry between Magic Johnson and Larry Bird uh, to be these kind of newcomer MVP type uh you know, players and Magic Johnson had already defeated him in college. And so I love that they really play up the rivalry that the Lakers have with the Celtics. And even like when they go to Boston, everyone there is just rude as hell. Like I, you have to remember, this is the, this is the late seventies and the eighties. People are a lot more uh, <laughs> offensive right up. I mean, some of these fans had signs that were like, suck my dick and like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And you're like, you're just like, wow, they were not uh, very welcoming. <laughs> Yeah, very welcoming. Um, but yeah, the style, the grainy documentary style, it honestly felt like you were watching a, a documentary that it was like these old cameras almost were being used. I wonder if like, I wonder if some of the directors were like, we need to go find like cameras that are like 
way in the depths of you know uh some storage and use everyone's like go to your grandparents you know house see if you have that you know that style film but also i do love the tongue-in-cheek humor where you know especially mostly john c Riley. it's kind of him narrating and you know he's looking at you know and also you've got um you know they're that like kind of like looking at the audience like hey you know like and the commenting on what's going on yeah so and i love that because it kind of it, it it's blurred very well like you wonder wait a second is this do they, is it like a documentary is not? So I did like that. It was very interesting. You and I have talked about this. There's been a lot of controversy going on from a lot of the people who are the subject from the coaches and players of this. Yeah. The real people that this actually happened to, you know, the, the, the players, the coaches and what we've had a lot of commentary uh, of their depiction of this show. And a lot have come out being like that it's false or inaccurate. I wasn't like that. And at the end of the day, you have to, you know, when you're going to create a show based on historical events, you want to play it as, as, you know, to the facts as possible. But some of it, you know, no one was actually there. These writers and stuff, they can do all the research they want. They have to kind of go off of what they know. And it's going to be a little bit of we have to pump up a little bit because this is for entertainment. So we're, we're, we're still depicting the history of this team becoming a championship team you've got to get a little more drama because again sometimes real life there's not enough drama and again there isn't and one particular that has really come out and i think it's hilarious one of the stars of the show who is fantastic and he's such a great actor jason clark as jerry west he is just this hot rocket who's running to go off at any moment uh, a lot of his history was he never really got that championship ring he wanted so as he's become kind of a coach slash figurehead in the lakers him watching somebody's decision-making and just blowing up. And I, I love that a lot of times he would go to the games, but he wouldn't actually watch the game. He would just stroll around underneath and just be arguing and blowing up. The real Jerry West has come out being like, that's not how I am at all. I'm not an angry hothead. And I'm like, well, there has to be enough from some sources of why they wrote the character that way. You know, for my experience of watching any kind of sports game, the coaches we see from the sidelines, they get pretty fired up. So it's like, okay, come on, take, you know. But again, hey, what I will say is nothing about this I think would, would damage anyone to not just show this is going to get people maybe to get more excited about basketball and dive more into the history. So I think to my personal experience, I feel this is going to be great for the Lakers dynasty and especially L.A., the city. There's nothing. That's what I say. For me, I didn't have a negative connotation. I enjoyed it for what it was. And it got me more like, oh, I want to read more about this. I actually would love to read the book. I love to. So that really got me hooked. I love this from first episode to the last. And I'm, I don't understand that. But again, when it's being depicted of you, I can get where you're like, wait a second. So there's always going to be critics, and especially when it's the subject matter of you. But yeah, looking at the actual history of this team, you know, they had quite a few championships over the course of a couple of years. So I feel like this show could go on for a few seasons. It's already greenlit for season two. And they could even like fast forward to the time periods if they wanted to. I'm not sure how far this show will go. Um, maybe three seasons would be like a perfect amount. You know, of the whole do, 1980s, yeah. do a downfall of them and then the rise back to win again. Not sure how long they're going to go for. But this does set the tone for what other future sports shows that are kind of documentary in style but entertaining could be because – we do love the underdog story. We love the newcomer. We love when the oddball takes a risk and it pays off. So I, I, I'd be curious how much um, the show will go for. But yeah, for me, 
it, it was something that I was kind of like hesitant at first of like, am I really going to enjoy this? But the acting is phenomenal. The storytelling is great. It's paced well. It has the, the you know, moments where the basketball is really going. It's action packed. But then you have the drama of what are a lot of these players going through? What are the coaches going through? What are the staff going through? There's a lot of dramatic in this. And with the music choice, the grainy style, for everything combined, I mean, this honestly is as close to a 9 to 10 out of 10 as I can get. I just really had a good time with it. And I can't wait for them to come back with season two. I agree. I'm going to go right there between. It's very close. Not nine to ten on me. And um, I'm excited for season two. Who knows what's going to happen? But of course, you all can give us your opinion. Give us your feedback and check that for yourself. This was Winning Time, which is now all ten episodes streaming on HBO Max. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to the Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Potential Podcast or on Twitter, at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.